about four points today through God's grace. Uh, first point is, and that's related to our joy and related from the message that Gabriel gave today to Zechariah. So four points. Number one is walking in God's commandments. Two, enduring tribulations. Three, serving God. Number four is faith in His Word, in God's Word. So walking in God's commandments, was that fulfilled in Zechariah? Let's see what the verse says in the same chapter that we heard today. It says, they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. So, about Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth, they were righteous in front of God. And this is the way we express our love towards God. How to express your love towards God is just simply by listening to His commandments. So we can't say we love God, but we don't listen to Him. That's a lie. And He said that. He said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. That's condition. You love me? Just keep my word. That's how we show that you love me. But what does God do in return? If we show Him that we love Him and we listen to His commandments, He will bring us joy. He says in, in the Gospel of St. John, My Father will love Him and we will come to Him and make our home with Him. Gonna make our home with Him. So God Himself will dwell and make His house in your heart. That's when we listen to God and we love and we, we obey His commandments. That definitely brings joy to us, for sure. Because joy is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So where can we buy joy? You can't buy it anywhere. But it's actually a fruit, a result, from the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. So if we listen to God, He will dwell in us, and for sure that will be His Spirit in us brings forth joy. But here is a question, tricky. Does God's commandments limit my freedom? Because we want to walk in God's commandments. Okay, let's try to do that. The problem is, people think, well, that limits my freedom. How can I be happy with this? It depends how we see freedom. What's the meaning of freedom that we have in mind? Our Lord, He knows, he knows it. And He says, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. So when I commit a sin, I'm not free, actually. I'm slave to that sin. And he adds on and says in the Gospel of St. John, Most assuredly I say to you, Yeah, after he says, Whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. So if the Son makes us free from the bondage of sin, then at that point we are indeed free. Don't think you're going to be free in some other ways, but it's through His releasing us from the bondage of sin. That's when we are um, really free. So the freedom here, think of it this way, that's the freedom that I opt with my own will not to sin, that I am free. I'm not inclined to stay in size, the restraints of the sin. No, I chose with my freedom not to obey Satan. That's the real freedom in God's eyes. You see that God says here, or the Gospel says about uh, Zechariah and uh, Elizabeth, they are both righteous in front of God. So what opinion is that matters? Because some people think, when I listen to God and His commandments, people are not going to be happy with me all the time. 
To whom do you care about? Is it God's opinions that matters or people's opinions? People will people change all the time and they are kind of demanding. So you're never going to be pleasing everyone. Not going to happen. But you could please God if you just walk in His commandments. And His opinion is what matters. And He thinks, and His opinion is different than people's opinions. People think about the outside, but God looks inward. You see in Samuel, He says, For the Lord does not see as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So how to please God is not just you look and that you come to church. God looks at the heart. The heart is more important in front of God. So maybe you make people happy that you come to church, which is good as a start. That's not the end. God says you want to cleanse the heart first, and that's the more important, and then the outside will be fine. That's what he said in the, to the Pharisees. The blind Pharisee first cleans them inside of the cup and dish, but the outside of them may be clean also. And the people spend much time cleaning the outside and they forget about the inside. So I want us to focus about what's inside our hearts. God is easier to please, actually, because, well, He wants us happy. And He knows that pleasing Him will make us happy. So when we go for that, we ourselves will be happy when we do His will. And actually, everyone else will be pleased with us because God commands us to love all and to serve all. Even they might not agree with all our ideas and thoughts, but who cares? We care about God more. But then they would respect us, love us more because we follow God. That's number one, walking in God's commandments. Number two is enduring tribulations. And these are the things that bring us joy. Now there are tribulations in our lives. You see even with Elizabeth and John, uh, and Elizabeth and Zechariah, it says about them, they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, they were both well advanced in their years. But let's ask this question to God. They were righteous. Like, why tribulation for those people? I thought you're going to, you know, make them all happy all the time because they're righteous. Right? No, it's not right. God did not promise us with a life free from tribulations. He didn't say that. Like, when he started with the disciples, when they signed up for service, he said, in the world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So from the start, day one, he said, tribulations are coming. Guys, be ready for that. That's, that's scary. Now he says, no, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So he didn't promise us with no tribulations. But let's think of this. Would God wants me upset with tribulations? Is the aim of tribulations to make me sad and distressed? Of course not. Listen to what St. James says in his epistle. He says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. So, the trials and tribulations, you want to count them as joy. So you want to count it this way. Like you see, you have your, you know, your, your math, do your math. Like you have to do some work, right? So count it as joy. Don't think it's sadness. Because the testing of your faith produced patience. So how to do that? Let's look at the rewards of tribulations. There is a reward behind that. The same chapter he says, Blessed is the man who endures tribulation.
For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Okay, well, this is a promise here. Endure tribulation, I gave you the crown. So do you want to skip tribulation and lose the crown? Or you get the tribulation and add on the crown at the end? Well, think about this. And which gate would you enter by? The narrow gate or the wide gate? A lot of people will go through the wide gates. It's easy there and just, you know, more comfy, right? Let's go there. However, he says, narrow is the gate and difficult is the way that leads to life. And there are few who find it. So we know that we are few. But don't say the whole world is going through the wide gate. Why would I just go in the, in the narrow gate? Because there are few who find it. You are one of those. How to face tribulations, keeping your peace and joy. It's important. There, people are categorized, or there are two types of people. My people. Some people might draw away from God and say, okay, you know what, I have tribulations, I can't, can't withstand this. I'll do what I want. I make myself happy the way that I want. You know, I just try different other things. And they put that problem, they put their problems as a separation between them and, and between God. But we want to put God between us and the problem. Not the problem between us and God. Pope Shinoda says a real nice good saying about this. He says, do not tell God you have a big problem, but tell the problem you have a big God. So you tell yourself and think of this. Well, I have a problem, but I have God. Don't tell God I have a big problem. Why give me this? We want to think of this as well. They didn't have a son for, for a while. God has his own timing and this is for our best interest. We want to make sure of this. While Zechariah and, and his wife Elizabeth waited and endured, they ended up at the end. The parents of the best, or as the Bible says about him, the greatest among those who were born of women, the forerunner for the Messiah. If they had got the, the, the child from the beginning, like from like first years of marriage, he just a regular person, may not have even heard about Zechariah, his wife, and John. Right? Who, who knows about those? But they waited because God has a timing that's for our best interest. See that in the verse, in the Vespers of yesterday, the song says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? And the answer comes in the morning in, in the Matin song. He says, From heaven the Lord viewed the earth to hear the groaning of the prisoner, to release those appointed to death, to declare the name of Lord in Zion, and his praise in Jerusalem. That's from the Vespers to Matins. Maybe it didn't take one night with John and Elizabeth. It took years with, with Zechariah and Elizabeth. It took them years, but it was the optimum time. And God's and the angel said to Zechariah, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer is heard. He was heard from day one, but God said, Well, I like this person, like this man. I'm going to give him more than what he asked, but he got to wait. I'm going to test his faith a little bit. So we said number one is to walk in God's commandment that makes us happy. Number two is to endure tribulation with that mindset that tribulation is for our best interest. Number three is serving God. It says to he was that while he was serving as a priest before God in the order of his division, that the angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. 
Serving God, some people think, okay, when I serve God, would that make me happy? That would take much of effort, much of time. I want to do some other things. But if a person is selfish, a self-centered, he wants always people to please him, he never gets that. You're going to be always demanding and never going to be satisfied. Our Lord says it's more blessed to give than to receive. Servants of God are a source of joy. See what the angel said to him. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, as John's birth. Many, not just two as parents, but many. Why? Because he was serving God. And why? Because he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. Now that's the true joy. To make people happy is to bring them back to God. So it's a source of joy. Motives for service. I'm going to go just a little quicker for our time. Motives for service. What are the motives for someone to serve God? First thing is to bring joy to God and to hold the heavenly. Do you want to make God happy? Then I come back to God, I repent, and get people to repent. So he says in the Gospel of St. Luke chapter 15, the parable of the lost sheep. The shepherd said, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. I say to you, likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. So joy is for God, for all the heavenly, and the person for sure himself. That's motive for service. True and everlasting joy for those who serve. Sample says in Thessalonians, to so those who are serving, he was serving. Who, what is our hope, our joy, or crown of rejoicing? It is not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming. Like he says to you guys, like he says about the Thessalonians at whom he serves, that you are my joy, my crown, at the coming of Jesus Christ. So service makes the who serve happy. And the heavenly reward, because he says those who turn to righteousness, Turn many to righteousness are like the stars forever and ever. You want to be like a star in heaven, that's the way. Uh, when we serve God, we imitate St. John the Baptist because he was preparing the way for the Lord. You see in the, in the same chapter that we have heard today about John, that he made to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So when we prepare the people for the Lord, then we are doing the same job like John the Baptist. When we serve God, we work the work of the heavenly because the heavenly, the angels are serving God all the time, day and night. And through service and, uh, of prayers and praises, we share the heavenly, their work. You see, the verse was so clear. It says the angel appeared. It Did, didn't say the angel came. But that means that the angels are still there. Maybe you don't see them, but they appear at times. So when we serve God, when we praise God, uh, we, we are doing the work of the heaven. Number four, we go in that quickly. Rabbi, نقطة هنتكلم عليها نقطة الإيمان بكلام ربنا. تكلمنا عن نحن نمشي في وصايا ربنا. تكلمنا عن احتمال التجارب والمشقات من أجل الله. خدمة الله. خدم ربنا. آخر نقطة نخدها في دقيقتين. الإيمان بكلام الله. One 
وكلمه يوحنا معناها الله حنان فترجمه القصه دي كلها ان الله يذكر عهده ويتحنن على البشر بمجيء يوحنا المعمدان وده اللي قاله زكريا نفسه في التسبيحه بتاعته بقى دي اللي بعد كده في ميلاد يوحنا المعمدان قال ليصنع رحمه مع ابائنا ويذكر عهده المقدس القسم الذي حلف لابراهيم ابينا زكريا الحقيقه ما كانش يعني الايمان فيه يعني ما كانش يعني قوي لان هو شك بصراحه وهو يلام في الحته دي طبعا زكريا الانجيل شهد ان هو انسان بار قدام ربنا بس هو يلام في الحته دي ان هو شك في كلام ربنا بس الكتاب ما بيخبيش النقط دي عننا لان احنا نتعلم ان ايفن الناس القديسين ممكن بيغلطوا بس بيرجعوا لربنا تاني. نقطه اخيره عشان الوقت ان يعني لما زكريا اتكلم هو خد عقاب الصمت، عقاب الصمت ده هو كانت فرصه طبعا ربنا قاصد ان هو يعلمه يعني ربنا مش غضبان عليه لا بيقول بيعلمه انا هديك فرصه تكلم ربنا تكلمني بدل ما تكلم الناس. بعد صامت فتره يراجع النبوات ويفكر في قد ايه ان ربنا مدبر للخلاص وان هو ربنا عن طريق يوحنا المعمدان في سكه الخلاص ازاي جايه. اخر حاجه هختم بيها حتى لو كان في الام اتحملها زكريا واليسا باط فان زي بولس الرسول بيقول اني احسب ان الام هذا الزمان الحاضر لا تقاس بالمجد العتيد ان يستعلن فيه. ما تركزش في المشكله او الخطيه او الضيقه اللي احنا فيها نركز في الخلاص اللي ربنا عمله لنا ولله الله احنا كل مجد وكرامه من الان Okay, <laughs> <laughs>